0: Hi, this is Ray Edwards from rayedwards.com, and you're listening to one of the very few
1: podcasts that I personally never miss. It's Christ is All with Frank Viola.
0: Hi, fun Seekers. Frank Viola with you, a.k.a. Frankie V, a.k.a. V-Dog, a.k.a. The V, a.k.a. V, or just plain Frankie, just to keep the bill collectors confused. Today, I want to talk to you about 12 forgotten things that every Christian should know, particularly young Christians, new Christians. However, if you've been a believer for years... These 12 things, I think, will also be helpful to you. Now, before I begin to unveil that, I want to give a few updates. First, I only speak in six events a year. One of the reasons is because I can reach so many more people through this podcast. If I speak at a conference where there's two or 300 people in the room, record the message and upload it to the podcast, thousands of people hear it within a very short period of time. So the main reason why I accept speaking invitations in the first place is for the connections, the in-person connections. I do like meeting people in person, but I'm very selective on which invitations I accept. That said, I will be speaking in a number of events this year. However, all of them, with the exception of one, are closed events or they're sold out by the hosts who put them on. The exception is the Buzz Seminar, and this is not a Christian event. It's not a ministry event. It is a premium training for bloggers and authors, teaching them how to earn income through their writing passion. This is going to be held July 4th and 5th in Orlando, Florida. If you are interested in this, if you're someone who writes, if you're someone who blogs, if you're someone who has written a book or you want to write a book and get it published, I would highly recommend you come to this event. It is an investment. All you have to do is write to ptmin at aol.com. That's Peter, Tom, Mary, Ice, Nancy at aol.com. And put in the subject line, Buzz, B-U-Z-Z. And you'll receive an email with the information. Registration closes July 1st. Another word about my new book, Jesus Now, Unveiling the Present Day Ministry of Christ. My assistant... ...told me recently, based on the numbers from the publisher, that around 50% of those of you who read my blog... ...and I would assume those of you who listen to this podcast, still have not gotten the book. If you subscribe to the blog or my personal update, you know that the book was on sale at a 50% discount for an entire week from parable.com. I realize that that was only for USA customers because the shipping expenses were exorbitant. But I want to speak to you who live in the USA... First, I want to thank all of you who got the book, and I would really, really appreciate it if you let me know what you thought about it. You can just go to jesusnow.tv, jesusnow.tv, and that will bring you to the landing page of the book. It has samples. It has endorsements. It has some interviews where I talk about the book. It has Leonard Sweet's forward and excerpt of it, and it also has all the places where you can buy it on discount. If you would put in the comments your thoughts about the book, what you think of it, I would deeply appreciate it. And I would also appreciate it if you told your friends about it. Because the only way that people will know about a book or even be encouraged or motivated to get it, if someone they know recommends it. However, on the other hand, those of you who haven't gotten the book yet, I am someone who, if I subscribe to someone's blog or podcast... And they release a book, I buy it immediately. And the reason is, is because a book contains their best thinking on a given subject. And so, for example, Jesus now contains my best thinking on the subject of what is Jesus Christ up to today? What's his present day ministry? What has he been doing since the ascension? And how does it benefit you and me? If that subject interests you at all, even in the slightest way... My book, Jesus Now, will be valuable to you, so I would encourage you to get a copy. Now then, let's talk about 12 Forgotten Things Every Christian Should Know. Number one, Christians will break your heart. The greatest pain you will ever receive will be at the hands of fellow Christians and professing believers, people you thought were Christian, or at least claimed to be Christian. This has been true historically Throughout the history of the body of Christ, those who served the Lord especially were targeted, persecuted, slandered by fellow Christians. This was going on in the first century. Who was it who crucified Jesus Christ? Well, yes, it was the Romans who put the nails through his hands and his feet, but it was God's people, the Jews, who ordered it. And hence the prophet said of Christ, I was wounded in the house of my friends. Paul of Tarsus was constantly being targeted by fellow Christians, most of whom were from Jerusalem. And so it is today. People who are in your life right now, people who you trust, people who you think are truly following the Lord, some of them, mark it down, some of them will be your greatest enemies. That is if you are truly following the Lord Jesus Christ. And I talk a lot about this in God's favorite place on earth and explain how to handle it. You may also be interested in a new blog post I wrote on my Patheos blog, FrankAViola.org, Haters Gonna Hate. And there's been tremendous resonation so far. Number two, not everyone who professes Christ knows him. The fruit of real faith is this. You treat other people the way you want to be treated. So things that you would never want someone else to do to you You will not do to them. Watchman Nee said that our words reveal our character. And that comes right out of the New Testament, the Gospels. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And in the context there, Jesus is speaking about our words. So how do you talk about others? Do you damn them with faint praise? Do you run them down the river? Do you cast a dark shadow on them? How you react when someone quote-unquote scratches you, reveals the measure of your spirituality. I have watched the seemingly nicest, sweetest, kindest people externally turn into the most controlling, manipulative, vicious, divisive, and evil people when their expectations weren't met or when they got their feelings hurt and they took offense. I had a friend of mine who... Is an A-list blogger. He has one of the most successful blogs in the world. And he was talking about how someone, he, does, he didn't know the person, posted sort of a nasty comment, a snarky comment on his blog. And my friend responded on a higher level, called him out on his tone. And this person came back with a vicious, disgusting, despicable personal attack. My friend not only deleted it, he banned the person from his blog, which he should have done. The person then began writing him excoriating emails. Now, this is a professing Christian now. He then went on an entire campaign talking about how evil, how controlling, how authoritative my friend was. All because he got his feelings hurt. All because... He broke the guidelines of my friend's blog, never took any consequences for it, but instead painted my friend to be the enemy. And my friend actually wrote a blog post about it some years ago. This is more common than you may think. I wrote a post on my blog, Scratch a Christian, and you'll find out what's underneath. And you can read that in the archives, frankviola.org forward slash archives. But not everyone who professes Christ knows him look for the fruit. How do they treat other people? And how do they respond when under attack? Do they attack back? Do they retaliate? Do they get on the same level? Or do they embrace the cross and be silent in the face of persecution, just like Jesus was? Number three, God will not meet all your expectations. In fact, sometimes he will appear not to fulfill his own promises. And I tell the story in God's favorite place on earth when Lazarus, had gotten deathly ill, and Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus, and Jesus' response was, this sickness is not unto death, and of course they interpreted that to mean Lazarus is not going to die. Well, lo and behold, Lazarus did die, and it appeared that Jesus Christ did not keep his word. That happens more than you know in the life of a Christian. And if it hasn't happened to you, it will. You will meet a side of God wherein he will not meet your expectations. And I talk about this in God's favorite place on earth in detail and how I've learned to handle it when it happens. Four, you will experience dry spells where there is no sense of God's presence. And here, dear child of God, you need to learn to live by faith, not feelings, if you're going to come out of that on the other side There will be times in your life where it appears that he left and went on vacation But know this that even though he may appear to have deserted you he is always with you and he will never leave 5 Build a library and read the best Christian books in print From time to time, I will meet some befuddled soul who will say, All I need is the Bible. I don't need to read anything else. We're supposed to learn from the Spirit of God, not from man. Well, sir, if you read your New Testament, you will find that God has put teachers in the body. He has put exhorters in the body. He has put prophets in the body. And their portion of Christ is given through their speaking and their writing. And if you're a Christian and you do not read books, especially if you're an influencer or someone who has a leadership role, then you will never get beyond a certain place in the Lord because God has saw fit to cause us to grow as Christians by receiving knowledge, insight, revelation, instruction from other believers. And God has gifted many people today. And their gifting can be seen and heard and read through what they have spoken and written. So you're cutting off parts of the body of Christ by refusing to read or listen to what they have to say. I know as a believer myself, I would not have the ministry that I have today if I had not availed myself of the many books written by the Lord's servants, both past and present. The body of Christ has been around for 2,000 years, And thank God that some of those men and women have written down what God has revealed to them to be food for his servants. Now, I will say this, that most of the books that crowd Christian bookshelves today aren't worth the paper they're written on, at least in my opinion. They're pop books. They're so shallow, a gnat would have a hard time drowning in them. Go for depth. And if you want a starter, go over to my 100 Best Christian Books Ever Written list. You can find that on my blog. Just click on the store link at the very top menu, and it'll bring you to the top 100 Best Christian Books Ever Written, and you would be wise to fill your library with those books over time. They've been a tremendous help to me, personally. Six, write your goals down. And goals equals your dreams equals your prayer requests. And then document when a prayer or goal is answered or fulfilled. I wish I had done this all of my Christian life. I actually just started doing it a few years ago, and it's made a tremendous difference in my life and my personal walk with the Lord in my ministry and in my business. And by the way, I do have a business. I consult authors and bloggers of all kinds, not just Christian, of how to improve their writing contribution. Number seven, never judge other Christians unless you've walked in their shoes. And this comes right out of Matthew 7, verse 12. Always think the best of others. Treat them the way you want them to treat you. And that would include passing judgment on them. When I was a young Christian, I was quick to judge everything and everyone, even if I'd never met a person. If I heard something negative, I was quick to believe it and render a verdict. And God put me through the ringer over the years to break me and to humble me. So I am very careful never to pass judgment. You can judge an action, evaluate it, which means you evaluate whether it's good or bad. But to pass judgment and to impute motives to an individual or to impute that they're guilty of those actions just because you may have heard something about them is to judge And the Lord is very clear that the same way we judge others, he will judge us. Number eight, choose a mentor. I've had several mentors in my life. Some of them I've never met in person because they were not living at the time. But I discovered them. And if you go to my blog, you will find on the right-hand side a banner of Watchman Nee's very best books. I put them together as a box set. Brother Nee was a mentor to me through his writings. Another one is Deverne Framke, and if you go to my blog and look at the archives, you will find a box set of Deverne Framke's three best books. DeVern Framke, at this time, is still alive, and I've had the privilege to spend time with him and learn from him in person via letters, phone, as well as his writings. T. Austin Sparks is another mentor of mine, and then other mentors I've had, In different parts of my life. Most of whom you've never heard of. Because these are hidden vessels. But I would really encourage you to find a mentor. Find someone who is not insecure. Who doesn't speak negatively about other people. Or who has an inflated ego. If you do. You will find that that mentor will turn into a Saul. Especially if you're gifted. And you will have to evade javelins being thrown your way. So be careful what mentor you choose. How do you find a mentor? You find the person that you believe you can learn from and you want to go further, say, beyond their books or their writings or their blogs or podcasts, and just ask them. Number nine, some of the things you struggle with now, you will struggle with when you are old. When I was a young Christian, I thought, well, gosh, you know, when I hit 30 or when I hit 40, I'm going to be free of this temptation. Well, some of them, yes. Some of them, no. And I say that because I have also spoken to people in their 70s and 80s. And they have said the same thing. What can you do about it? Well, resist condemnation, Romans 8.1. And recognize that your life and your struggles are in the hands of God, not in your own hands. And struggles also make us humble. Because when we struggle with something, we realize we're still human. We still are carrying around this dead carcass that will one day slip off of us, and we will have a new, glorified, resurrected body. It keeps us dependent on the Lord. 10. Many of the answers you have now will prove inadequate later in life. So always be a student and a child in the kingdom of God. Always learning, never arriving is one of my slogans. Always learning, never arriving is one of my personal mottos. And that comes out of Philippians 3. Paul, a seasoned servant of God, a seasoned, mature follower of Jesus, says that I may know him, always pressing on into the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And many of the answers that I had when I was in my 20s, today prove inadequate. In fact, I have more questions today than I did then. And that's a good thing. Number 11, never bluff an answer to someone's biblical or theological question if you don't know the answer. And boy, I see this happen all the time, especially with young ministers and young preachers, young pastors, bluffing an answer. I wrote a blog post that you may want to look into. It's in the archives. It's called, I Don't Know. Three words you need to be armed with when it's appropriate to say. Twelve, discover who you are in Christ and learn what it means to live by his indwelling life. And I tell you, this is a message that is so rarely preached, rarely spoken of, rarely written about today. With all the books we have on discipleship and mission, It's rarer than hen's teeth to find someone who's talking practically about living by the indwelling life of Christ. In fact, it's hard to find someone that even mentions it. In November, we will be reopening our online course, How to Live by the Indwelling Life of Christ. You can get on the waiting list so that you're notified and you don't miss it. Registration will only be open for about five days. You can go to frankviola.info frankviola.info, and then get on the waiting list. That course has been taken by over a 1,000 people. And based on the many, many comments that we've received, we're going to keep it going because it's really helping people. And I'm thankful for that. In closing, if you would go to a page on my blog, it's frankviola.org forward slash love. That's frankviola.org forward slash love. You will see a very easy way where you can share this podcast, the link to it, with your friends on Twitter, Facebook, etc. All you do is you click the link and it automatically creates an automated tweet. So it's super simple. It'll take you two seconds to do it. I also have instructions on that page on how you can rate this podcast on iTunes. And I would appreciate if you did that. When I say podcast, I mean the entire podcast as a whole. We have over 95 episodes right now. And I'm really looking forward to the 100th episode. If you're new to the podcast, you can go back and listen to earlier episodes. The entire archives are on my blog as well as on frankviola.info. But go to frankviola.org forward slash love, and I would super appreciate it if you shared the podcast, shared the book, and shared some other things that are on there with your friends, if in fact you found these resources to be valuable. In the world we live in right now, with all the noise and the clutter, the only way that people would hear about valuable content is through word of mouth and so we've tried to make this very easy for you to do to pass it on to your friends thanks so much until next time be good
1: I said it's fun